0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: BELIEVE. Anastasia Zolotich. That's a name that you should remember because she represents the future of the Taekwondo scene and she is the future of the USA Taekwondo program. My name is Mark Zarianis. I'm your host. I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life magazine and I'm a third Don Black Belt. I had the pleasure today to interview Anastasia Zolotic on the eve of her departure for the second Grand Prix Taekwondo tournament to take place in Japan. Anastasia was the youngest Taekwondo athlete in the world to win a medal at the Grand Prix when she won in her very first Senior Grand Prix last year. In June, she was named the Female Athlete of the Month for Team USA. She is a Grand Prix winner, a gold medalist at the Pan Am Games, and she is now training full-time at USA Taekwondo's new National Center of Excellence in Colorado Springs, together with the Team USA coach, Gareth Brown. You will find, I think, as I did, that she is a mature, articulate, disciplined young woman that is destined for great things. Among them, along her journey, is her hope and her dream to achieve a spot on Team USA's 2020 Taekwondo Olympic roster. I look forward to, as I'm sure you do, following this young lady's career and her path to the gold.
2: So uh, we are very honored today to be speaking to uh, world-class USAT Taekwondo as- athlete, uh, Anastasia Zelotic. Uh Thank you for talking to Taekwondo Life Magazine. How are you?
0: Good. How are you? And thank you for having me.
2: Very good. My pleasure. So we are speaking, uh, this will release a little bit later, uh, but we are speaking to you on the Friday before a, uh, a relatively uh Exciting week for you! Can you tell us what's coming up next week in your um, in your fighting and com- competitive career?
0: So next week on Monday we will be heading out to uh, Shiba. It's in Japan, and we will be having our second Grand Prix for this year. That's
2: very exciting. Have you been to Japan before?
0: No, this will be my first time in Asia, actually.
2: Oh, uh, that's wonderful. That's that, that, that's wonderful. I'm sure it won't be the last. So, uh, yeah, you had a. Uh, you, you, you had a, um, we're going to back up to your intro into Taekwondo, but since you mentioned you're going to the Grand Prix, uh, my understanding is you had a medal-winning performance at your very first um, Senior Grand Prix, making you the youngest Taekwondo athlete in the world to win a medal at the Grand, at the Grand Prix. Tell us about that. When was that, and where did, what was the location for that event, and tell us a little bit about that.
0: Uh, so, the Grand Prix was in Rome. Uh, I can't remember exactly the date, but... It was um, it was a good experience. I mean, I had to sit down and talk to my coach, and we went over like what the expectations were for this event and how it would go over since it was my first Grand Prix at such a young age. And then it got to the fighting day, and we got out there and just fought. And, I mean, the results were – I was hoping for a gold, but at the time it was pretty good for me because it was my first Grand Prix medal, and since it was my first Grand Prix, I was very satisfied with it.
2: Well, that's great. That's very exciting, and I'm sure it's, it's certainly uh, the first of, of many to come. So let's back up a little bit because uh, you are uh, young, but you, you're you're not new to the sport of uh, uh, and the art of Taekwondo. Um, tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got involved in uh, training Taekwondo.
0: So I'm from Florida, the city of Largo. I started Taekwondo at a very young age at about five years old, Me and my sister started as an after-school program because my parents would work. And after school, they would want us to have some kind of activity and sport. And my dad has been doing this sport for um, a while when he was younger. So we figured that it'd be something we'd be interested in. And me and my sister started finding some interest in it. And we pursued the sport. And I think a year ago, my sister quit. And I kept going after the team trials to go to world championships, junior world championships. Um, I think that was my first actual like big tournament that I was able to um, compete in, in my career so far. So, and just from there, it just went off and from Grand Prix to Pan Am Games and so forth.
2: That's great. So how did you, um, in your training, what is it about, because I always, you know, I talk to high level uh, Taekwondo athletes and other martial artists and some people love Pumse and some people love sparring and some people don't compete at all. Uh, some people end up in the movies or things of that nature but your your, your path up till, till now has been very successful in the area of competitive sparring is that uh, as a product of your the fact that you fell in love with that or is it the product of the fact that somebody guided you in that way or a combination tell us a little bit about that I would love to hear how people end up in this specific area of taekwondo that they uh, that they train in
0: so when I was younger obviously I had no actual idea of what was going on and what this sport would come out to except for me being there and hanging out with some friends and kicking a bag for fun and then I guess my dad uh, when I got older it was me and my sister he put us in a position to where he told us we have a future because my coach at the time told my dad and my parents and family members that he sees one of us and maybe even both of us to be like Olympians in the future so I think my coach and uh, my dad at the time, they were working together and kind of guiding us towards like the right way in the past and telling us that there is more beyond just this little after school program and this little school and like local tournaments that we go to. So he kind of started taking us, I think my first uh, tournament that he took me to that kind of brought me the like a bigger interest in Taekwondo was the U.S. Open. It was in Florida at the time, so it was kind of, the reason we went because it was in Florida. So after I won that, sure. my coach kind of, um, he got more serious with me in training and we trained a little more during the week with more hours involved. And uh, I think I just grew on from then. So I think it was more of my coach and my dad kind of showing me the path and putting it down all paper and pencil and writing it out and kind of showing me where it would go and how far I've already gotten and just pushing me more in training. And I just took off from there.
2: Well, that's great. That's great. So, so you, you know, again, uh, we have the pleasure of speaking to, and um, in, in my career in taekwondo and as a taekwondo journalist, speaking to people from different, all different segments of the training uh, population, from young to old. Now, being someone who is been a youthful competitor and traveling and training as hard as you can, you have some different challenges than some of the adult, adult folks and senior folks in that you're still a you've been a full-time student school is important uh it's important aspect of your life how have you found uh balancing y- your academic life your 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 school life and 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 your training and and how that's all played together and in, in in terms of your your life and your your happiness
0: so with school uh before i started into the uh world championships junior world championships in tunisia I think it was two years ago. It was, I was in um, actual school, like on the school campus, taking my classes and I kind of balanced it out between sometimes I would go to international. Sometimes I wouldn't because at a junior level, some events didn't count towards points like seniors are chasing to be ranked higher. So at that time it was whatever days I had off of school, I would go and compete or what days I was willing to take off of school to go and compete. And then as I progressed in the sport, I kind of, um, in high school, my first year of high school and ninth grade, uh, I had a lot of absences and the teachers were kind of worried about me not being able to finish school with these many absences. So I switched into online school and I'm a full-time online student and I just take my work with me. And I don't think it's that hard to balance it out. If you're as determined as I am, um, I take a lot of time and seriousness and training and I do my training at whatever time it needs to be done. And I make sure I work school around that only because uh, Taekwondo has been progressing for me. And I kind of see myself, not kind of, I do see myself making it to the Olympics and hopefully in the next few Olympics. And so I kind of work my way. So I take uh, Taekwondo training and then do my schoolwork around that and make sure I either wake up earlier or go to bed later And in the morning, breakfast and do some schoolwork, lunch, do some schoolwork. And I mean, there's a fine balance between them and they're both going very well for me and so far so good.
2: Well, that's great. And congratulations. And and that's inspiring. And I think it's important. It's an important message to see someone who is as high achieving as you are in um, the realm of of martial arts to find uh, that balance. It's something right in our martial arts training. We always talk about balance, but particularly for younger folks who who look up to you as a, um, a role model to be able to understand that um, the devotion to just one area of, of our, our life or of our training without having that balance can, can lead to, to problems. So it's, it sounds, sounds like you have it under control and a great support network, and uh, I congratulate you on that, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw an interview you did, uh, we had uh, one of our um, reporters, Coach Jim, uh, who had one of his uh, uh, daughters actually, at, at the Nationals this year, I saw that you had success at the Nationals and you were competing um, at a uh, – at the. it was your first time at Nationals com- competing in, in the higher level. Is that correct?
0: Uh, I believe so, yeah. I think it was my first Senior nationals. Oh, your actually, first... no, it wasn't. Last year I had Senior Nationals as well.
2: You had Senior and Nationals. 53 so, senior division as well, yeah. So tell me about, at the time that you did that, about the transition. How did you find – did you find that there's a um, – a significant uh, difference in terms of the competitiveness uh, as you make that, as you cross the threshold from being, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks who are, who um, who don't, you know, it's a marathon, right? So there's a lot of folks who in the, in, in the younger days, they, they 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 go to a lot of tournaments. They have relative success uh, against in 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 the youth divisions. Then they make that transition to senior, and it's it's so much more competitive. They they have difficulty. How did you find it? Uh, were you surprised by the challenges of it, or or was it what you expected? And what, what and what do you attribute that to?
0: So what I did personally is my last year of juniors, I took it to compete in both juniors and seniors. So when I am fully a senior, it'd be kind of an easier transition for me. So while my last year juniors, I think it was last year, I got to compete at nationals as a senior. And surprisingly, I was terrified. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who to expect. Uh, I ended up winning, but it was it was so so different. So many mistakes that I made actually had consequences to them. These seniors are so much more advanced, and they're so much smarter, and they've had time to process and think about Um, how transitioning was for them as well and put it into work and see like the difference between a junior and a senior and the way that they train and fight and it's just it's kind of crazy to tell the difference because as a junior you think oh, everybody's going to be like this all these junior girls are going to move up with me and I'm going to fight the same girls but it's actually not some junior girls they don't they don't want to be in the senior division or some of them move into it and have a harder time than you or an easier time and It's just different strategy and different ways of thinking. You can't just be thinking, oh, I'm going to go out there and win. You have to go out there and don't know what to expect, expect a win, expect a loss. It's just different tactics as well with athletes, and it's just a whole bunch of different
2: styles as well. That's great. That's a great, great perspective. So let me ask you a little bit about your uh, visibility and your profile in the taekwondo world. Um, I'm not sure how, how aware or sensitive you are to it, but you, you're, you, there's a bit of a spotlight on you as a, as a USA Taekwondo athlete, and you've you've achieved some success and some visibility. And in um, the month of June, and, and we were certainly behind you on this campaign. You you were the uh, the USA uh, women's athlete, um, individual athlete um, of the month. Uh, representing yourself and representing the sport of uh, Taekwondo, which is uh, a feat in the sense that it, 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 it evidenced that certainly um, the Taekwondo contingency uh, came out and, and and voted for you and, and, and supported you. Was that a surprise to you? How did that, how it's always nice to, to, to win these types of things, but was it a surprise to you and how did it make you feel about your, um, your, your place in the, in the overall Taekwondo community?
0: So I honestly am honored to be, Um, be having the spotlight on me and having all these athletes and people watch me and progress through the sport. I mean, I'm so lucky to have my Taekwondo community behind me and support me through all of this. And I always use my spotlight to encourage younger athletes to focus on the sport and take it more seriously than I did when I was younger, not knowing what I could expect throughout this journey. Um, I mean, I think Taekwondo is going to be a sport that, is going to be known as track or volleyball and it's going to be a big sport. I'm telling you right now. And we have so many young athletes now, especially in this year and how many um, amazing coaches we have out there now uh, getting into this kind of training process that Garris and Paul put together. Uh, I think we're going to have like Taekwondo is one of the top um, sports out there. And I'm glad that I won that month and put my sport out there and helped it gain some um, attention And I don't know. I just couldn't be more thankful for everybody who helped me get there. And it just—it's an amazing feeling, and I honestly won't forget it. And well, I can't thank anybody enough for helping
2: me. Well, that's great, and that leads um, actually you you, you led into exactly where um, I was trying to. And you know, unfortunately, we've limited time, but I want to try to get a, a. There's a number of points I wanted to hit and uh, one of them had to do with the the training under USA coach uh, Gareth Brown at, at the new uh, National Center of Excellence and, and I've, uh, I've I've been hearing so much about it and I've been in communication with uh, Steve McNally and the people from USAT and you know we're gonna do some sort of a visit there and and, and, a, and a feature on the facility but uh, tell me about that tell me about the the, the new training facility Um and you know, training full time with 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 Coach Brown. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? What are you, what are your perspectives on it in terms of uh, what you're seeing there in terms of uh, leading to that the, the point that you were just making about the future.
0: So um, the way this is my first time actually being at the Center of Excellence. Uh, um, the facility is absolutely amazing. It Has everything an athlete would need to be successful. It has uh, the people around it that are willing to help an athlete be successful and to give them the opportunity and um, supplies that they need in order to succeed. And Gareth Brown, he uh, is recently moving here and I think that is amazing for USA Taekwondo and it's definitely going to lead them on the top of the podium, uh, hopefully in Tokyo 2020, but throughout the years, I'm, I'm a hundred percent certain that uh, USA Taekwondo and the U S athletes will be on the tops of those podiums coming for the next few Olympics. And Gareth Brown and Paul Green, they both set up such amazing um, training techniques for us and schedules, and they're willing to work with us, and they're so helpful. I've never met so many, co- like, two coaches in my life that are willing to put their time and stuff that they put aside and just move it all for one athlete. Let's say if I need another training session, I wasn't very confident going into an event. If they had plans, they'd put those aside, cancel the plans, and work with me. They're willing to do anything to get us on top of that podium and help us become the athletes that they see that we can be. So if they see an Olympian, then you, you're you going to be an Olympian. And they work very, very hard for USA Taekwondo, and they work hard with the athletes, and they push us to be outstanding athletes and professional. And I think it's just amazing, and there's a really bright future with them.
2: That's great. That's great. That's that's exciting to hear, and I, I look forward to hearing more about them and hearing more about the uh, the National Center of Excellence. And um, I'm so glad to see uh, an increase. Supports building within uh, USA um, Taekwondo for our, our you know our high level athletes. Um, so let me ask you. I, this is a question that I've asked pretty much everyone uh, from USA that um, I have a chance to speak to who, who's on the competitive side. I asked Stephen in this and Paige McPherson. In your own perspective, do you consider yourself? As because your your uh, focus is on sparring, do you consider yourself a, a martial artist? Do you consider yourself an athlete? Do you consider yourself both? What's your perspective on um, yourself as a Taekwondo practitioner?
0: So, I mean, martial arts is a practice of all sorts of martial arts, I guess, Taekwondo, Judo, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, martial arts is a big category to put yourself in. So I kind of think that I'm an athlete in a kind of way, which is It can be in anything. I can really be an athlete, and martial arts is just a big category to put every, like, judo and stuff like that, like I said. But I think athlete's a better word for me because I don't just – you know what I mean? It's not just taekwondo, and I could be doing some other sports as well. So an athlete's just a big word for – Sure. Yeah.
2: What do you do to – in general, what do you do to decompress when you're not training, when you're not doing schoolwork? I mean, it seems like that's got to be. I mean, you have you need to have an hour or two to sleep at night when you're not doing those three things. What do you What do you do to, to find balance in terms of your um, your, your your ability to, to blow off steam? Is it you know spending time with families? Are you a reader? Do you love movies? Uh, well, What what do you do?
0: Um, I mainly focus on my family when I'm not training in school or sleeping because I travel so much. It's so hard for me to see them because now I'm in Colorado. They're in Florida, obviously. But um, I mainly focus on getting to see my family. I call them every day. I mean, they're such a big part of my life, and I definitely wouldn't be here without them. So I prioritize them before hanging out with friends, going to see a movie. So we'll go home and cook dinners with them or make a nice little cake for us or – just celebrate the little things like my sister being in high school
2: or, you know what I mean? That's great. That's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's important. So, so we, you know, we, we've, talked about it a little bit and, and it's hard to believe, but 2020 is around the corner. We're, we're in, um, you know, we're in the, the, the year leading up to uh, 2020. So what are your thoughts and what are your goals in terms of uh, for you personally and, and your role in, 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 team USA, uh, tell me, and what are your dreams and what are your, and what are your goals for 2020?
0: Um, I think 2020 is going to be a great event to be at. And definitely if I'm not part of it, I would love to go out there and watch my teammates that will be there and support them as much as I can, just like they have supported me to try and get there. But I think honestly, if I push myself as hard as I can and to my potential I can be there and I can make it and I can be on that podium. And I, it'd be a dream and an honor to represent USA and go out there and run around with the flag in the ring and get my medal and stand out there and just thank everybody. I mean, I think that's every athlete school that's coming into this academy is to be on top of an Olympic podium. And 2020 is um, a few people's place right now. And I think. If they only knew how lucky they were. <laughs> so,
2: that, yeah. that's, that's great. That's, that's great. And I, and I think that you are, uh, y- you know, your, your enthusiasm is contagious and, and your, uh, um, your appreciation of, of the position that, that you've worked so hard to get to, um, I think, is, is really uh, inspiring. So y- you, you're young, but you are a role model. Um, and, and there are other children that are out there that they are they're getting involved at an early age. Um, what advice would you would you give them about uh, getting involved in, in in martial arts training and taekwondo training from your perspective of, of doing it as long and, and, and achieving the successes that you that you can if you have the opportunity to speak to um, young young people that are, are, are just starting on this journey what advice do you have for them
0: I would tell them that they have one heck of a bright future ahead of them that now especially at this time young athletes have such an amazing opportunity especially with this um development academy building up and the coaches we have I would just tell them to put their blood sweat and tears into it and make sure that they are having so much fun with it because I know definitely now I'm having so much fun with it and the people around me and just letting them know that the opportunities they're going to have and the teammates that they're going to have is going to fulfill their life and they won't want anything else beside that and just enjoy it while you have it because you know, it's always a blessing to be out here and have teammates and be part of something so big and nice and just take advantage of it is what I would say. You definitely well, have an opportunity and take it and make sure to have fun with it.
2: That is wonderful. And um, I want to thank you for talking to Taekwondo Life magazine um, today. Uh, you are a, an inspiration and you are a very mature and articulate uh, representative of both yourself, of your family, of your of your team, and, and of Team USA, and uh, we wish you a great success uh, both uh, next week in in your competition in Japan, and uh, in the road leading up to 2020. Uh, and we will be uh, we'll be highlighting uh, your accomplishments and your results in both uh, our the magazine and and, and the website. Uh, and we look forward to speaking to you in your you know in your long and illustrious career. So thank you, uh, Anastasia Zalotich, for speaking to us.
0: Thank you, and thank you for having me.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by
0: subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on
2: YouTube.